I'm Holly. And I'm Cindy. And we're your Rambling Rambling Roses. Roses. Coming to you from the rose capital of America, Tyler, Texas. On this podcast, we'll share a behind-the-scenes look at some of the characters and stories that make up the Tyler culture. And Cindy, football is definitely a part of the Tyler and East Texas culture. And on this podcast, we love to spotlight people from the Tyler area who have great life stories and who've learned how to give back to the community. Now, some people may know, but maybe if you're a new listener to the Rambling Roses podcast, you don't know that Cindy is the executive director of Sport Tyler. That's right. So why don't you tell us a little bit about today's guest, who is a sport legend here in the East Texas area. Okay. Well, our guest today is Terrence Murphy, and Terrence was born and raised here in Tyler, Texas. He graduated from Chapel Hill High School, where he played football. He went on to play at Texas A&M and had a great career there, set numerous records, and some still stand today. And I think he ended up as, he's still the fifth best wide receiver in terms of stats, you know, performances, etc. And then he went on to play in the NFL for the Green Bay Packers. And he has a great story to tell us. And he also has some exciting things coming up this summer here in the Tyler area that he's bringing back for the youth of this this area. So now let's welcome Terrence Murphy to the show. Hey, Terrence, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Cindy, for having me on. I'm excited to be on the show and we'll have some fun today. Well, we're excited to have you. Holly and I have been um, looking at some of your background information, and I know you've got a great story to tell our listeners. And so why don't you just start off telling us a little bit about you and uh, growing up here in Tyler and kind of, you know, give us a brief bio that listeners can get to know you a little better. No, that's perfect. Yeah, so born and raised in East Texas, born and raised in uh, Tyler, Chapel Hill. My mom, Brenda, was a single mom that raised me, you know, went to Chapel Hill High School and you know, I started off really early as an entrepreneur. I actually had my first business at 12 years old. I had a lawnmower business. Oh, and wow. it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just mowing neighborhoods. I actually had doctor offices. So wow. she would bring me to Tyler and drop me off. And I had a dentist office, a doctor office, and I think a CPA office that I would mow and trim and sit under the tree and wait on her to come back and get me. But born and raised there, I, I love East Texas. And then, um, you know, obviously graduated from Chapel Hill High School and ended up going to Texas A&M University and uh, had a solid football career there. Um, Was also a three-time academic all-conference, graduated and went off to the NFL draft and uh, played there a couple years and and, uh, transitioned after my injury to uh, become the real estate entrepreneur I am today. And so we'll dive into that, but yeah, I love East Texas. I have a lot of family there. And so I'm just excited to get back and get connected with everybody. That's awesome. How did you get started in football? Yeah, so I have older brothers that played. So my my oldest brother was Kendrick Bell. So when uh, Chapel Hill High School won the state championship in 1989, and then I think they went back in 1990, it was just kind of in me. He's 10 years older than me, and uh, I got to meet a lot of the college recruiters and coaches. So I met Jimmy Johnson from Miami, and I met Coach Bowden and met you know, R.C. Slocum. And so they were all recruiting mm-hmm. my brother, Kendrick Bell. He ended up going to Baylor uh, with Grant Taft and playing in the, you know, in the Southwest Conference. Yeah. And so kind of grew up around it and uh, just kind of loved it. And I always wanted to play, but my mom would always say, you're the baby and I'm not going to let you <laughs> play football. I'm and on so your mom's side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm not going to let my baby get beat up. So I always <laughs> had to play baseball. 
And so I was a really good baseball player and I, I didn't get to play football until a lot later on in life, but I'm kind of glad she did that. It saved, it saved my body, but yeah. And yeah. so my first year I played for the Tyler dolphins and uh, that was my first introduction to, to football. Was that Pee Wee league? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. My son went through that as well. He was a, a dolphin as well. I don't know if the coaching, I'm sure the coaches changed, but that was a great system that really got kids started in football. Who would you say your biggest influence was in, you know, in football growing up? You know, I'm real big uh, on watching people from afar. I'm always trying to pull bits and pieces from people's story and really trying to use it as inspiration to kind of make it my own. But yeah, my biggest influence at that time was my brother, you know, watching them mm -hmm. win the state championship. He was one of the top recruits in the state and going and watching him go to Baylor. I even got to go on one of the official visits with him to Baylor when he went. So just having that exposure as a, you know, fourth grader really stretched my mind to believe that it was possible. That's awesome. Do you have any fun stories from growing up in Tyler? Any favorite local places that you and your friends used to hang out at? Yeah, I mean, you know, we grew up off of, you know, I'm I, you know, I'm a country kid. You know, I grew yep. up off of County Road 25. And um, we had some really, you know, we competed a lot with playing football and basketball. But I grew up working at a pig farm. Um, Mr. Williamson mm -hmm. had a pig farm and he would come up the street on County Road 25 on a Saturday morning at like 630. And he said, I'm going to drive up the street, blow my horn. And if you want to work, come jump on the truck and we would go there and work. And we loved it, man. And it just taught me, it taught me hard work. It taught me consistency, but love that. And, um, you know, obviously the Waterburgers was always that experience after the high school games. Yeah. And then just being, you know, being a quarterback, you know, cause I was a quarterback. And so, you know, I kind of carried the whole, pro the whole program on my back and playing against Jacksonville Kilgore, some of those, you know, schools, Carthage, it was just always Friday Night Lights was a great experience. Yeah, I we always talk about how people who haven't grown up in East Texas don't really understand that football in and of itself is a culture and that the high school quarterback is a local star in, in East Texas, right? And, you know, there's old men sitting in the cafe on Saturday morning talking about the game from Friday night. Which, and talking yeah, it's, it, you know, I don't know if you guys remember that movie, Varsity Blues, but it, yes. was, it, was, it was a high school quarterback story. And, and at the time, it was a blue high school. We were blue. So he came out right when I was that high school quarterback and I, I experienced some similar, you know, stories where I would come out and my car would be, the cheerleaders would ride on it. And I was like, <laughs> what is going on? But, you know, it, it was a great experience and, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. So when did you transition to wide receiver? You know, it was weird because it was one of those deals that we went 0 and 10. So we really were, Chapel Hill was a really amazing high school in the 80s and 90s. And then in the late 90s, we got a new superintendent who came in to really kind of clean up some of the things that were going on. And so we had a lot of talent that wasn't passing or were getting in trouble. And so we went through a tough time, and I was right there at that time. We went 0-10 my sophomore year, mm -hmm. and then we went 1-9 my junior year. So in two seasons, we only won one game. Oh, man. And I remember telling people, I'm going to go D1, I'm going to go do this, play at this major university. And they're like, dude, we won one game in two seasons. We haven't signed a D1 recruit in about eight or nine years. <laughs> but I'll tell you, God strategically puts people in your life. There was this young teacher at the time. She was an Aggie graduate, Miss Beck. My junior year, I wrote, you know, in the English class that I was dreaming of going and off to college. And she 
she kept me after and said, hey, are you serious about this? Like, do you really mean this? And I said, yes, I do. She said, well, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to help you. We're going to write letters to all these colleges. And I want you to do this, 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 and this. And she, some, of, some of my first college scholarships were all academic. Mm-hmm. But after that, I started writing these letters. I started making my own highlight tapes. And I was able to end up with about 17 to 18, you know, major university offers. Wow. And I just prayed about it and told my mom and told all my friends, I want to move to wide receiver. I just was ready to play the role that I felt I could really go to the NFL. And it was truly a God thing to, to switch to Texas, switch, switch to receiver at Texas A&M. So yeah. I actually didn't play receiver ever in my life until I got to Texas A&M. Wow. Wow. We, we have talked about before on, on the show with other um, sports legends that we've talked to that, you know, natural talent is part of being an athlete, but a part that people don't often see is the hard work that goes into getting you where you are. And that's really interesting about your story because, I mean, you not only worked on the field, you worked off the field, you got some academic scholarships, but they weren't just handed to you. You worked hard to get those academic scholarships and your football scholarship. I'm impressed. Cindy and I just gave each other a look. We're impressed that you, as a high schooler, took the initiative to videotape yourself, do some highlight reels, and reach out to colleges on your own. I'm impressed that you were working at 12. Yes. <laughs> not not just mowing yards, but also the pig farm. Your mama had you working. <laughs> you know, I attribute, I attribute a lot of it to my mom. You know, she passed in 18, and, um, you know, I want to carry on her legacy. She was really hard on me. And I didn't get it, you know, but I get it. She's wearing two hats and, but she was always hard on me and maybe she saw in me what I'm trying to become now, but I will tell you, it's, it's one of those deals where, you know, I just wouldn't accept no for an answer. So when I would tell people I'm going to go D one, I had coaches, I had friends, I had teachers, people in the community. That's not possible. And I'm like, no, it's possible. I've seen it. I've saw it happen. And so I actually went to the bulldog TV teacher and I said hey how could I use your VHS tapes she said well if you can sweep this place and clean this up so I would go every day and sweep up this warehouse and trade time to use her VHS tapes and that was my way to barter to use all the different cassette tapes and I would sit there with 100 cassette tapes and make my own highlights and I paid my own money to mail them out to colleges and that's where that's how I was able to get seen in in Chapel Hill and it's just that's just a you know well, I was an entrepreneur before I even knew it, yeah. but that was just me not accepting no for an answer. If I wanted it, I was going to find a way to make it happen. That's awesome. And it paid off because then you landed at A&M. And what, who else offered you at that time? Yes, ma'am. So I had um, SMU, TCU, Baylor, Rice. A lot of academic schools offered me. I had a wow. really good GPA. And then I had some out-of-state offers, Southern Miss, Tulsa, Nebraska, so I had about 18 to 20 offers and yeah. I just prayed about it. Uh, I really felt like, you know, going to Texas A&M was the right move. Not a lot of people thought it was because at the time, Robert Ferguson had just left. You know, he was a TJC mm-hmm. receiver who went and played there for a year, had a really good year. He left to the NFL draft and they signed six, five-star or four or five-star receivers that year. And then they signed little old two-star quarterback me. <laughs> but I just felt like it was the right thing to do. Well, it worked out well, didn't it? <laughs> it did. 
I, you know, I ended up coming to Texas A&M and I, I graduated that Friday or Saturday. I had my car packed the next day and I moved to College Station and slept on a guy's couch. Actually, Linus Smith from John Tyler. I slept I on his him. couch, started working out with the team. And when camp started, I was on the eighth. I was literally on the eighth team when camp started because I was a two star recruit. They literally started me at the bottom. Wow. But by the end of camp, I was on second team in the first game at Kyle Field. I caught the game winning touchdown with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. And that kind of set my career on a different path. And I left with, you know, all the records in the record books and was the, one of the most decorated receivers in the history of our university. That's amazing. It was, it was coach Slocum there when you initially came and then there was a transition again with a coaching when you were there, right? Yes, ma'am. So coach Slocum was the one who believed in me and, and gave me that opportunity. And still to this day, me and Coach Slocum actually stay in the same neighborhood here in in, in Aggieland. Oh, that's cool. Um, so he stays right around the corner from me, but he's like a father figure to me. He calls me son. He doesn't even call me Terrence. Mm-hmm. I love him, and I'm always going to be loyal to him and honor him for him giving me that opportunity to change my life. But then we had a transition. Coach Francione came in. So I had two years with uh, Coach Slocum. That was, you know, in 2002, we beat the number one team in the nation, Oklahoma, knocked them out of the national championship race. And then I had two years with Coach Fran and then graduated and got drafted, you know, with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. And so that that career in the NFL, tell us a little bit about, you know, being at Green Bay and, and kind of how that that whole thing played out. Yes, ma'am. So graduated because that was important. My mom said, do not go to the NFL draft until you get your degree. Yeah. Uh, so I got my degree in ag. I like your mama. Like a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So I got my degree in ag. I'm actually, you know, I'm now a, a cattle rancher also with a lot of the other things that I'm doing, but, um, and then drafted, you know, Aaron Rodgers was our first pick in the draft that year. So he was the, the guy. And then I was actually the second pick. So they drafted us to, to be together and you don't even have to watch football. You know who Aaron Rodgers is. Mm-hmm. This kind of double check guy. <laughs> um, so we're roommates, great friends. I was having a really good you know, year, and I was doing everything that I knew I could. I was number two in the NFC in kickoff return average behind Steve Smith. And then on Monday Night Football in front of millions of people, I had a neck injury. I got paralyzed from the neck down. So it was just a freak accident that just happened. And that's what ended my career. And so I had to rehab. I had neck surgery. I had to rebuild myself mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. And it was a journey. And it tested my faith to the core. Um, and that's why everybody was like, where have you been? I, I had to go off the radar and just kind of get myself together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was that was just a part of my story. But well, I think this is a valuable story, Terrence, because so many kids, their dream is, you know, football at a high level and hopefully one day getting to the NFL. And not all kids take care of business outside of football. And so when that dream ends unexpectedly or for whatever reason, there's not a backup plan. So Talk a little bit about that and how that that changed your career path and how you had to readjust to, you know, what you were going to do next. The, the hardest part is I was there. I mean, Brett Favre was my quarterback. He's a Hall of Famer. At mm-hmm. the time, I think he was the number one selling jersey in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And we had a great rapport. I was I was there. I was All those days of sacrificing, you know, because when I was 16, I had two or three jobs. I worked at Dairy Queen Flipping Burgers. I sat groceries at Albertsons. I had my lawnmower business. I've just been a worker. That's who I've always been. So it, it, sometimes it blows me away when people see what I'm doing today. Like, oh, he was given that. 
they don't really mm-hmm. know me or know my story if they thought I was giving anything. Yeah. Um, but I was there. And so that transition is something that now I'm passionate about. It's the reason I'm trying to bring back the camp to East Texas. It's the reason mm-hmm. I started a podcast talking about financial literacy. Uh, and for me, it was a shock and it forced me into, okay, what do I do next? I had a degree. I had some options, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And so my biggest prayer to God is give me something I can be passionate about and give me something that I can make an impact in. And as I prayed and looked through opportunities, real estate is what he led me to. And it's, it's, it's what is it's when I started down this journey of being a real estate entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And your, your business name is TM five. Tell, tell everybody a little bit about, you know, your company and kind of where you are now. Yeah. So where I'm at now, I'm in college station. I'm, you know, work, you know, obviously where Texas A&M is located. I moved back here in 08 um, after I retired in 2007 and my wife and I, my wife, she graduated from UT. So I married a Longhorn. And, uh, <laughs> got, yeah. Got it. Aggieland. <laughs> we have three kids, you know, Taryn, which is 10, Tatiana, seven and junior. He's four. And we started our businesses. And so my main company, we actually own 20 companies here now Wow, um, that are all real estate centric companies. But the one is kind of our brand that everyone knows is TM5. So it's TM5. And uh, we started it as an idea on a napkin in the middle of my depression as I was just praying that God would rebuild me. And uh, we just we're about to hit a billion in sales in less than eight years. It's never been done for real estate brokers to get to that amount of volume that fast. And so We have TM5. We also have Murphy Signature Homes. It's a luxury home business that we build, modern contemporary homes. And we got, like I said, about 18 other companies that we're leading and running. And they're on on my enterprise website on TerrenceMurphy.com. But that's what really kind of started us on that path is TM5. But we develop neighborhoods here now. We uh, build luxury homes. We sell ranches and sell high-end homes. And we also have property management companies and other things that we do. That's amazing. So you know, one piece of what I was really out, you know, really made us take a look at you too, is, you you know, you, now you're, now you're coming back to Tyler and Chapel Hill and you're giving back to the community and you have a camp coming up on June 11th and 12th here at Chapel Hill high school. So why don't you give us a little bit of information about the camp, what started it, um, and kind of what your, um, your reason for doing it is. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. One of the things I'm a visionary. If anybody knows me, even when I was younger, I mean, you can find pictures when I was five years old, I had on a Jersey. I would, I would envision myself playing in a stadium one day in front of hundreds of thousands of people. And I did that. And so God gave me the vision of coming back home and, and really just trying to inspire people. And my wife and I bought a commercial strip center in North Carolina. It's like Starbucks, Buffalo Wild Wings. So we're commercial investors also. My wife's real on, she's always on me about, you got to celebrate more. You just go on to the next thing and you don't celebrate. <laughs> and so I posted it and someone from East Texas, one of my cousins from East Texas called me and said, Hey, did you see that this post y'all put up had 1 million shares in two weeks? Wow. And I said, 1 million shares just on me and Erica standing in front of a building. <laughs> <You know? laughs> she's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, it's inspired that many people. And that's when I, that's when it hit me. I had already had the vision of the camp. But I'm like, you know what? I do have a story to tell. And I do have a lot of knowledge and information that I've gathered over the last 15 years that I can use to inspire other people and help them on their financial journey or financial literacy journey and their faith journey. So that was the camp. So we start, you know, that vision started years back. 
It's the Terrence Murphy camp, and it's got three pillars, football, finance, and faith. And so we're going to come home and on, you know, on Friday, we're going to have a Dave Ramsey coach come in, talk to people about credit, wow. talk to them about budget. Um, and then we have one of my realtors from my brokerage. That's one of my top agents. She's going to be speaking on how to buy your first home, why you should own a home. And then I'll be de- leading a session on why you should be tracking your net worth, why you should invest and just really leading people to understand financial literacy. And then we'll have a faith piece where we'll have worship. We'll have, te- my, I'm going to give my testimony. I have my pastor coming in, giving a short message. And that's the Friday. We're kind of jam-packed there. We're going to be feeding people and just really trying to create community. And then on Saturday is where we'll have in the morning, the camp starts, the football piece. And we'll have, you know, NFL Play 60 has an initiative so that kids are just active. So for 60 minutes, we just want them running and playing. So our little tykes, fourth grade and down, and any of our special needs kids will be able to come out in the morning, run around on the field with the coaches and just be active. We get them out of the heat. And then that's when our bigger kids come out. Fifth and sixth graders, seventh and eighth, ninth and 10th, 11th and 12th will be broken into four groups. And then my NFL teammates, my friends, my high school teammates, my you know college teammates will be out coaching them on the camp and just kind of in the middle doing chalk talks and telling them our story. So that's what the camp is, just to come back and give back. And I think the last thing I'll say it's not just for the kids, it's for adults. I mean, we're going to be talking about things that they need to hear also. Mm-hmm. So we had over 350 people have signed up just in the last like two weeks. And so at some point, we're probably gonna have to cap it, but we got a lot of movement towards the camp right now. That's great. Yeah, I bet. I was wondering how I could sign up and if I would have to play football to, <laughs> to sign up. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you guys may know Dr. Dennis. He's uh-huh. an Aggie and Tyler. He's great. Robert Dennis. Great friend of mine. I've known him since I was 16. He's really followed my career all the way to AM. Well, he he and his wife signed up. He said, dude, I want to hear about, yeah. you know, Dave Ramsey coaching. I want to hear about why I should invest. And he was like, look at what you've done as a real estate entrepreneur. I want to hear what you have to say about investing. So it's people from all walks of life, all backgrounds will be inspired, encouraged, and I guarantee they will be changed when they leave this camp. So yeah, you can come just to that piece or you can come be a part of both pieces. But yeah, would love for you to sign up and just be a part of it. It's free to anyone who signs up, but we're going to have to cap it at some point. So we're mm-hmm. spaces are very limited at this point. That's great. That's, That's awesome. That's an awesome opportunity. And we're so lucky in the East Texas community that you're coming back to Tyler to do this. I know it's so important. A lot of times people focus on like just the sports, right? But it's more than that. Like you said, it's um, you got to have a backup and I don't think people are teaching kids enough about their finances. They're not. We're, yeah, we're not taught it in, in school, in my opinion, the way it needs to be taught, really understanding those premises. And like, and for me, like when I got injured, I was like, okay, so we're, yeah. you know, I'm a smart guy, I'm sharp, but what a, my financial literacy is something that I need to be able to transfer to real life. And so I just have a passion for it. And I just see that it's an epidemic, not only mm-hmm. just in our kids, but in adults. Absolutely. And so sure. I just want to come and give back. And like I said, anyone who wants to be a part, it is open to all communities. I mean, I have people, I'm seeing them. They're coming in from San Antonio, Houston, Dallas. And that's why I'm really pushing the East Texas people to sign up now. Not that I don't want people to come from out of town to enjoy it, 
but I want my East Texas people to sign up now, not just show up the day of, mm-hmm. because if we if we're capped with everything with COVID and stuff, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. Right. Right. Where, where do people need to go to sign up? Yes, ma'am. So just go to TerrenceMurphy.com. And then there's a hamburger menu. It's like three bars on the side. You click that hamburger menu and it says TM Camp. Once you click the TM Camp, it's got all the information on there. You will sign up just like you're going to a concert. Mm-hmm. It's an Eventbrite deal. So you'll get tickets and you get to RSVP your spot in the camp. And so you know and guarantee that you will have a seat and you will be, you know, you'll get a goodie bag. And there's some other things that we're going to be doing that are surprises that'll be coming out, but we're just excited to get back. And like you said, I really wanted to do the first annual Terrence Murphy camp here in East Texas, because that's my roots. But I will tell you, there's people in College Station and Aggieland that they're a little sour because they're like, why aren't you doing it here first? You know, so they're competitive. And, you know, I said, well, listen, y'all can drive down. So they're starting the RSVP in College Station and they're literally booking up rooms like they're going out of style because they're driving to Tyler from College Station. That's awesome. Well, yeah, we'll show them Tyler news. Hospitality and, and um, I'll have to let them know that, you know, now that you've placed the camp here, they're going to have to fight to get it back down in College Station. <laughs> We're not going to let go easily. Yeah, you got to bring it back to where you started, your your home your hometown, your old stomping grounds. <laughs> That's right. For so sure. what, yeah. as we wrap up this conversation, what would be your biggest piece of advice to young athletes today? Yeah. So I'll, I'll give advice to athletes and just people in general. Okay. So mm-hmm. I think my biggest advice would be to just be you, be real, be genuine, be you. One of the quotes that I like to live by is be you because everybody else is already taken. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. God is so creative. He's a, he's a master artisan. So he created us in a very unique way so that we could be ourselves in whatever that looks like. And as I've traveled the world and, you know, through business, you know, I have clients in Dubai, I have clients in Mexico, I have clients in Colombia, just meeting all the different cultures and being a part of Texas a University and seeing so many different walks of life. We're all one human race under one God. And I just want to encourage everybody to just be themselves and live life. Life happens fast and just try to be positive. And the last thing I'll say is there's already enough haters and critics out there. Be an encourager. Mm -hmm. That's another quote that I, that I created that God gave me. There's already enough hate going on. Like just be an encourager. Yes. So just try to encourage people when you can and just, let's just live with love first. I love that. Well, your your mom raised a good son, I'm telling you. And I'm proud that you're from Tyler and that we could share your story. I think this is a very motivating and inspirational. And, and I would encourage everyone that can make it to the camp to get online, sign up, because I, I feel like you'll come out with valuable information and a, a good change of heart, hopefully. For sure. Yeah, and I'm coming home with my businesses. I'm actually... I'm actually, I just merged my company with EXP. So I'm actually getting ready to bring TM5, the real estate brokerage piece to Tyler. So I'm looking to partner up with some agents, then Tyler to, uh, to plant my brand and start doing what I'm doing here in town. And I'm also looking for ranches. I may buy a ranch back in East Texas and start coming home more. So I'm excited to be awesome. back. Awesome. Don't tell College Station that either. <laughs> I know. You're really going to be in that, trouble. That, that, thank y'all so much for bringing me on the show. And thank you for just giving exposure to my story what God has done. And look, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. 
I just work hard and try to do it the right way. I'm not perfect, but this is my story. And thank y'all for sharing it. Yeah. Thank you for being here, Terrence. And thank you for, you know, sharing your story. And we hope that we can come out and see you during your camp. Okay. Okay, Thank Thank you, you. Terrence. All right. See y'all later. Cindy, it was so great to talk to Terrence and hear his story. I know a lot of times we see these athletes on TV and follow their, you know, stats and all of that, but you don't always get to hear the behind the scenes story. That's right. right. That's right. And and I think we have this false idea that these guys are j- just have it made when you see them, at, mm-hmm. you know, at that level. And we don't know how hard of a journey it was to get there. And then in Terrence's case, how quickly it can be taken away. But the fact that he just persevered and continued to work hard. I mean, it would have been easy for him to wallow in self-pity self-pity, and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that because what he saw as his dream, God had a different path for him. That's right. But so, it's, it, it's worked out well. But worked. I think that's a, a tribute to his, his upbringing, his mother, and, and just his hard work and his work ethic. You know, he never, he never, like he said, he never took no for an answer. Mm-hmm. And he, he wanted, he was going to get where he wanted to go, you exactly. know. Exactly. And, you know, Cindy, you and I, we love hearing other people's stories. One of the reasons why we started this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many athletes that we have interviewed that you and I have just walked away thinking, wow, that right. is an inspiring story. Right. And and other people too. But I, I feel like it's a little bit more surprising talking to athletes because it is so easy to be like, oh, well, that was just handed to them. It's, right. it's easy to be a football star when you're given that natural talent. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, the, a lot of these kids put a lot of hard work into this. I'm thrilled that he's bringing his camp here to Tyler. Me too. And that he's including you know the pillars of things that help build him to who he is today is mm-hmm. faith financial wisdom right, right and right. football right. it's not just about sports yeah and what a great message for the kids because um like we've talked about it they have the one goal i want to play in the nfl i want to go to a d1 college i want to you know be the superstar they don't think about the, the hard work the hard work there. they don't think about the other things that need to go along with that to be a well-rounded person and to, you know, and to set yourself up for success no matter what happens. Um, And he just really, you know, he just really has it down. He's worked Mm -hmm. hard and um, I'm just, I'm really happy for him. I'm inspired. Me too. I'm going to be there on Friday night. I need, I need the financial faith and (laughs) I don't think I need the football, but I can... (laughs) You can, can cheer on learn. those kids <laughs> while they're playing That's football. Right. That's right. But, you know, here on Rambling Roses, we like to keep the conversation going. And there are a lot of camps here in the Tyler area, a lot of camps that people come from all over the country to come to. Some of those are sports camps or we have, you know, Pine Cove. That's hugely popular here in the area. But I want to know from people out there, if you've been to Camp and Tyler, and what's your favorite? And so, where do they need to go to do that, Holly? You can let us know that on our social media or website. It's all visit Tyler or visittyler.com. We release a new episode once a month, so check that out. We have fun stories planned for the entire summer season. And until next time, have, have a, a rosy day. day.
Hi, I'm Bob Malden. And I'm Julie Goodgame, inviting you to listen to Roses and Weeds. A City of Tyler podcast where we get off into the weeds of local government. Join us as we talk to the experts on issues happening in our community. New episodes drop once a month and are available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi folks, I'm Bob Malden and I want you to take a walk with me on my video series, Walking with Bob. Follow our City of Tyler Facebook page and YouTube channel for new videos monthly as I find the right City of Tyler employee to answer your pressing questions. What's up with my water bill? What are the rules about bikes on Tyler's trails? How do I recycle large items? You need the answers? I go get them. Walking with Bob. Get the latest videos by following us on Facebook and subscribing on YouTube.